blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Everyone, I just dashed up from uh, Church Centre down at Quakers Road, and uh, I just checked my uh, phone in between times, and I had um, four emails during the course of this morning service, and uh, all of them were offering me um, Black Friday deals. <laughs> okay, so I obviously didn't spend enough money on Friday because um, all sorts of companies and uh, organisations have been uh, trying to get some extra business out of me, and I guess that. Some of you might have had the same experience. Um, I've lost track completely of just how many emails I had during the course of this week from uh, shops, businesses offering me deals. I could have got 50% off a new pair of shoes. I could have got 70% off a cricket bat. I could have... You'll have to ask me later whether I succumbed. <laughs> Christmas gifts, print accessories calendars, books, car servicing, no end of deals, and very well targeted as well. There were things that I'd looked at on particular websites earlier in the week or last week, but all of a sudden, with a great deal of the day on the email that I got, because everyone's playing to my weakness. They recognize that if I've looked at that particular item two or three times in the past few weeks, I'm pretty interested and just maybe they can reel me in 
get a catch. But I guess that's a sign of uh, quite a materialistic society and uh, an individualistic society. Emails can be designed to target us very specifically. And the idea is that in our weakness we uh, succumb because we need more stuff. Do we all need more stuff? Let's build up more stuff. And if it's not for us, then at least it's for our immediate families or those immediately around us. Because they need more stuff as well. And then uh, another mark of the sort of individualistic society, I guess, is the, uh, is the budget. Now, this, this may be only me. So, you know, this perhaps is confession time on my part. So if you can't identify it at all, don't worry. But we had the budget on Wednesday. And what do we look for, I wonder, when we uh, hear about the budget? I'm not sure there's that many of us who are looking for the fine details of the government building program. Actually, what we seem to want to know is, has our tax allowance gone up? Has, if we've got children, has child tax credit changed? Are there other tax breaks? Is there any more duty on petrol or perhaps a bottle of wine? It's very easy, isn't it, to think, you know, what's in it for me? And the newspapers, the media, they pick up on that. So I picked up my paper this morning and, as usual, there's endless sections of newspaper falling out. And I go to the middle of the money section and there's a big page here, how the budget will affect you. And I can have a look and see if I fit into any of these categories. And uh, the nearest one I fit into, it tells me that next year I'll be £62 better off. (laughs) So already I'm thinking about how I'm going to spend that extra £62. (laughs) Maybe I'll be able to afford a cricket bat in next year's sale. And in the midst of all of this, thinking about what, what I need, what I want, how things will affect me, the needs of other people are a bit of an inconvenience, really, aren't they? It's all a bit intrusive. All these other people with concerns. I've got enough on my plate to think about. Thank you very much. So perhaps we need a few words from Jesus to shake us up and to stir us up. This Sunday, it's known as a Sunday before Advent. It's known as Christ the King Sunday. It has been known at times as Stir Up Sunday because there was a collect in the Church of England liturgy which cries out to God that he might stir up the wills of his faithful people. It's been relegated in the new uh, common worship liturgy from being a collect to a, a post-communion prayer, for those who are interested in that sort of thing. But it's still there. Stir up the wills of your faithful people. And Jesus' words to us this morning certainly stir us up. On this Sunday, I'm often reminded of uh, the words of the hymn by Timothy Dudley Smith. Lord, for the years your love has kept and guided. And it's got a verse towards the end which goes like this. Lord, for ourselves in living power remake us, self on the cross and Christ upon the throne. Past put behind us, for the future take us, Lord of our lives, to live for Christ alone. How easy it is to keep Christ on the cross. Dead and seemingly defeated, 
whilst we sit comfortably on the throne of our lives, pursuing our own selfish goals and agendas. So what if people are dying because of an oppressive regime in Myanmar? So what if Bristol has one of the highest rates of homelessness in the country, around twice as high as the national average? So what if over two million families live in fuel poverty in the UK? So what if my neighbour down the road's mental health issues mean that they haven't left their home in the last two years? I've got other things to think about. But if Christ is king, not just in theory, but in reality, his call to feed the hungry, to welcome the stranger and visit the prisoner presses in on us. And as we surrender to the kingship of Christ, so our horizons are expanded and we begin to live more like him and become more like him in our engagement with those in need. It's something they've been learning about um, here at Christchurch Juniors in these past few months. They've got uh, this, uh, this thing here. I don't know if you saw it in reception as you came in. This is a kindness bucket. And uh, it's inspired by this book, Have You Filled a Bucket Today? And it gets people thinking about ways in which they can look beyond themselves and think of others. So all of the children have come up with all sorts of ideas as to the ways in which they can uh, look out for others around them. And the question on there is, have you filled a bucket today? I wonder, have we filled a bucket today? Will we fill a bucket this week by serving someone else? And the whole concept is that, actually, as we reach out to others, that it's a way in which we experience happiness ourselves, serving others and giving, actually can bring us, us pleasure as well. But there's those words of Jesus, aren't there, elsewhere in the Gospels, where he calls us to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. Now, I painted a pretty bleak picture of our uh, frail humanity earlier with the ways in which we might succumb to uh, the individualism with the, with the budget or um, some of the Black Friday stuff. Whereas I think in reality, of course, there is much more to be positive about. And all of this, I'm sure, could come up with ways in which we've filled the bucket of others. Positive examples of how we've lived out Jesus' call. But it never hurts to be reminded, does it, of our responsibilities to the wider world. And as Advent approaches, we're particularly thinking about the hope that Jesus brings, the hope that we are called to bring to the world around and we do so, we look outwards, not to earn God's favor. Jesus isn't preaching a salvation by work sort of message, but as a natural outworking of our love for God and our gratitude to him. And it will be worked out in different ways by each one of us. Not everyone will be visiting the prisoner. Not everyone will feed the hungry. But if we're not doing any of these things, maybe we need to reassess whether Christ is truly on the throne. Is he king over our bank accounts? Is he king over our precious time and energies and resources? And I think it's important to note here as well, Jesus isn't just teaching, aiming this teaching of the rich, reminding of, them, of their responsibility to the poor. He's actually teaching to all humanity. 
the illustration he uses, he talks about all the nations will be gathered and separated, whatever their social status. And so the responsibility for each of us is reinforced, the responsibility for one another. But in the West, we do have so much more to give in material terms. And so we ask God that by his spirit, he will fill us with his compassion, that we might see Jesus in those around us and exercise a real generosity of spirit. But I want to take us down a slightly different road now. And uh, hopefully, there's another image about to come up. I don't know if anyone's uh, seen this image. It's in the sort of um, style of, of Banksy the Bristol graffiti artist. Um, But it actually appears um, at Melbourne Railway Station on one of the walls there. And it's by a guy called uh, Meek. And I think it's immensely challenging and it's very profound. Keep your coins. I want change. Just talk to your neighbor for 30 seconds as to what that says to you. Keep your coins, I want change. Just chat to one another. Okay. We haven't particularly got time for uh, feedback, but hopefully that was an interesting discussion. We talk a lot about small acts of kindness. Uh, That might include a a few coins thrown towards uh, someone begging on the street. But actually there's a deeper reality which needs tackling. There are issues around affordable homes. There are issues around mental health provision. There are issues around addiction support, etc., Uh, Some of the the guys here, we were at a men's breakfast just a few weeks ago up at the Kendallshire, and um, I think we're all very impressed with um, Marvin Rees, the mayor of Bristol, who was um, sharing a little bit about his own faith journey and how that inspires and motivates him in the particular role that God has called him to. And he um, talked a little bit about the story, the parable of the Good Samaritan, And he quoted from uh, Martin Luther King in one of uh, his speeches and a conversation he'd had with a friend. And uh, this this was after Martin Luther King had actually visited um, the Jericho Road, which is described in Jesus' parable. And he said this as a summary uh, on the screen. He said slightly more. He said, I think the Good Samaritan is a great individual. I, of course, like and respect the Good Samaritan, but I don't want to be a good Samaritan. You see, I'm tired of picking up people along the Jericho Road. I'm tired of seeing people battered and bruised and bloody, injured and jumped on along the Jericho Roads of life. This road is dangerous. I don't want to pick anyone else up along this Jericho Road. I want to fix the Jericho Road. I want to pave the Jericho Road, add street lights to the Jericho Road, make the Jericho Road safe passage for everybody. 
keep your coins. I want change. All of us are called to exercise compassion, but maybe there's some here who are already or who in the future may be called to uh, positions where they can influence and where they can help to influence um, structural change, being involved in campaigning, being involved, engaging in local politics, maybe even on the national stage. I think what struck all of us who met um, Marvin Rees was his vision motivated by his Christian faith to work across party boundaries to bring change and to deal with some of the structural sin in communities, to give the disenfranchised fresh hope and the possibility of transformed lives. This week there was a breakfast for some of the church leaders around Bristol and South Gloucestershire where he and others launched something called the, uh, I think it's called the Faith Communities Fund. And the idea is not just that there's funding available for churches to be able to make a difference in their communities, but there's also real encouragement for churches and Christian agencies to challenge and work with local government to bring about change. And so as we think about this passage this morning, we can reflect on how God might judge us as individuals. But I wonder how he might judge us as a society and how we can play our part in bringing about transformation in society. Verse 40 of this passage says this, The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Let's pray. This morning, Lord, we, we hear those challenging words of Jesus. We recognize that they present a very real challenge to us, both in our individual lives, but also in terms of society. And Lord, we proclaim you as king in our own lives, and we also proclaim you king over our communities, over our nation, over your nation, over your world. And we pray, Lord God, that we might be open to your promptings and to your leadings as to how we might be a part of expressing your kingship in these places. And with that in mind, we do pray for men and women of some of faith and some of no faith who are committed to bring about change and transformation in our world. And we pray for your equipping and strengthening and envisioning and empowering. And help us, Lord God, not to just look at them and think they should be doing this, they should be doing that, but to recognize the part that we can play as well. In Jesus' name, amen.